0: You're listening to the Peacock and
1: Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. You know what time it is? It is draft time. It's draft season in the NFL. It is time, Matt, for you to drop your mock draft 1.0 for the 2021 season. Matt Williamson's mock that is now live at ProFootballNetwork.com. First round mock, all 32 picks we will go over on today's show, if we have time. Because there is some news to get to as, well, this podcast is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent to you. At BD Peacock at Williamson NFL is where you can find us on Twitter. ProFootballNetwork.com is where you can find Matt Williamson's mock draft 1.0 for 2021. But first, some news around the league. Another day, another rumor about quarterbacks. First, though, I think we have to talk about Andy Reid's son and Chiefs assistant coach, linebackers coach, Britt Reid, who has been placed on administrative leave. By the Kansas City Chiefs, they released a statement that said, quote, we remain in the process of gathering information on the incident, and we will continue to assist local authorities as requested. Our focus remains on Ariel Young and her family. We have reached out to the family to offer our support and resources to them during this difficult time, and we will continue to pray for her recovery. And that is obviously in reference to Britt Reid's multi-car accident that happened before Super Bowl Sunday last week and a really sad situation and a young girl in critical condition, a five-year-old girl that was part of that accident and Britt Reed apparently was under the influence. So that, that is a very, very difficult situation, unfortunate for the families involved there. And you got to do, I mean, whether it was the league or the team, they had to reprimand Britt Reed somehow and maybe that'll really affect his entire coaching career.
1: Yeah. And first of all, I mean, most importantly, I hope the, the young girl, the victim is okay and recovers and the family isn't too scarred and all those things. But, you know, we're here to talk about football. And unfortunately I think we have to bring this up because I mean, I, I don't know how to, it's touchy because I'll just be honest. Like when Andy Reed lost his other son, You know, it was his last year in Philadelphia who was also part of the team, much like his son Britt was with Kansas City. And that was his last year there. And it was his quote, worst year of coaching. Like, how could it not influence you as a coach if your son passes away or right before a huge game is involved in something like this? Like, uh, I'm not saying that's the reason the Chiefs lost. I'm only here to talk about football, but you can't tell me it didn't affect the head coach, and have a ripple effect of the entire organization for the Super Bowl. I won't believe that.
0: It had to have a huge impact. Absolutely, it yeah. had to. And not a great situation there uh, with, with no. whatever. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. I don't even know what to say about the, the Reed family and what's going on with Andy Reed's kids. And it's got to be tough on Andy Reed. Uh, you know, the NFL life is difficult, but really this story is all about the young girl, Ariel Young, and uh, hoping for her recovery. And Britt Reed deserves whatever comes down on him for being, uh, you know, the the one that caused this sort of an accident. Um, yeah. I want to, yeah, go ahead. Sorry,
1: I, I have no right to comment on the Reed family, but uh, maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea for Andy to hand the reins over to Eric B. Enemy and go deal with, go deal with home. You know what I mean? He's done everything. He's a Hall of Fame guy. I'm not, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out.
0: I know things wear on NFL families and there is a lot of, you know, substance abuse and things like that that happens throughout the league that we don't really see. A lot of, it's a tough life. Um, And obviously those things are very obvious in what's gone on with the Reed family, not knowing any more than what we know uh, as the public about what's happened there with Andy Reed and his children. Let's move on to some other news around the league. This one is the latest from Baltimore, a surprising one. Uh, Is this what we're going to see? Is this going to become the NBA, Matt, where... Players just start, they don't like what's happening, you know, the and and they just want to get out and request trades and teams have to end up trading them. This one is, uh, it's not a, you know, household name. Offensive tackle Orlando Brown is requesting a trade from the Ravens because apparently he wants to play left tackle and not right tackle. And Baltimore Ravens have a superstar left tackle in Ronnie Stanley who's coming back next year. And so Orlando Brown has asked to be traded. What do you think about this one?
1: I mean, he's not exactly in the Deshaun Watson (laughs) um, area of being able to demand trades. He's a third-round pick that's hit as a very good player. Uh, His dad's a former player, which I think is noteworthy. I mean, I'm sure the Brown family has some money and has been around football their whole life. Superstar recruit, had a terrible combine. But Stanley gets hurt, and so they flop him to left tackle, where he's obviously more comfortable does very well for them, and doesn't want to go back to right tackle. I mean, I understand what he's saying, but kind of know your lane. I'm not sure you're in the in the driver's seat to make such a move. That being said, I, I love to use this analogy, and I've, I've heard it from offensive linemen, so it's not mine. But playing left tackle versus right tackle, some people will tell you, you know, the, the Jeff Schwartz's and people like that that are in the media, it's kind of like wiping your behind with the wrong hand. That's the way okay. I've been hurt.
0: Yeah, show. no, uh, that makes sense. That makes a complete mat- sense. Yeah. You can do it, but, you know, maybe take some practice and sometimes you're natural one <laughs> right, way right. than the other. Maybe maybe like a baseball swing as well would be another way to... Uh, like getting to left-handed put.
1: maybe, right. right, right.
0: Um, And his quote, Brown has a quote about this. Uh, he said, it's never been about money. I'm so appreciative for this organization and all my teammates. I couldn't thank GM Eric DeCosta enough. He's an incredible football mind and one of the best men I know. I want to live out... The dream my dad had for me. So that's what his statement was about it. He wants to be traded. Uh, but if you're the Ravens and you are GM Eric DaCosta, you probably say, okay, Orlando, thank you. And we'll take that under advisement. And then you file it in the circular bin, right?
1: Yeah. And then you draft a guard and you work on the interior of the line and you have two good bookend tackles with mm-hmm. Brown on the right side, even though he's uncomfortable and such is life. But I mean, he's not going to hold out.
0: Uh, yeah. I've, yeah, it's it's just something yeah. that you can't, you, you just can't let every, like Deshaun Watson's one thing, but it, because he has that power, and as he goes, your team goes, and it could get really ugly, and it gets, you know, uh, it gets fans worked up, like fans aren't going to really, I mean, the fans will probably side with the, I could see a lot of Texans fans even siding with Deshaun Watson, right? But mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens fans are going to side with the Ravens, not Orlando Brown
1: right i mean this league has happened a million million times that i mean my i lived through it whenever i was with the browns we scouted for a four three stack miami the u type defense and then romeo cornell comes in we throw it all away because we're gonna run a three four like that doesn't mean our three technique and our four three outs you know uh, defensive ends should all be demanding trades you know like this scheme doesn't fit me well enough, or I'm a zone blo- I'm a zone running uh running back. I want to play for the Niners. I don't want to be in this power scheme. Like, sorry, dude, you don't have that power.
0: <laughs> right. Sorry. It's it's not worked out that way. When you become a free agent, you can sign wherever you want. That's kind of how exactly. the NFL yep. works. So um I think we're in agreement on that one. I think we'll be in agreement on this one. And this is going to be really short from my standpoint. Uh the latest out of Seattle, Russell Wilson, frustrated by Getting hit too much over the last few season, says uh, he maybe wants more say in the Seattle Seahawks moves. This one would line up more with the Deshaun Watson thing. Someone who has that much power who could try to grab that uh, that sort of power from the front office or at least flex a little bit and say, "Look, can we uh, protect me? Can we get some offensive linemen in here?" But part of that is also Russell Wilson's doing with the style of football he plays. But again, some people are going to run with this idea. Okay trade russell wilson nope ain't happening nope not happening so no chance whatever it will no chance
1: yeah. i mean it's noteworthy like you said his style of play especially early in his career much like Deshaun watson if you run around and you make plays there's a lot of positives that happen to it but you're gonna get hit more and it's a lot harder to pass block for you as well like pass blocking for michael vick was a nightmare because your turn, you're turned your back to vick and you didn't know where he was, you yeah. know, like sometimes you push your defender right into him because you're playing blind.
0: Yeah, it's called the pocket um, that for was a reason. Wilson in yeah. offensive lineman yeah, right, right, right. I mean, or right?
1: That's Wilson early in his career, and uh, I'm sure he's getting up in age and the hits don't feel as good as they used to. But does that mean they should run the football more? My only take on this is he's not going and I'll just cut it short. He's not going anywhere. And. I'm not sure the media had to hear it. Go tell P. Carroll.
0: That's another thing. And with your Orlando Brown stuff, and actually Deshaun Watson's been pretty quiet about it, but people being public with it and going, you know, in sort of the new age idea of someone in their twenties being like, I'm gonna I'm gonna express this to the world, where those ideas have happened for years and years in, in NFL football. It just didn't right. make it out into the public and you couldn't just broadcast it to Thousands of followers and hundreds and thousands of followers instantly. If you're disgruntled about one little thing or you want things to go differently, I mean, every that happens in every single workplace. I mean, you know, go to go to any workplace and you'll listen to people gripe and moan about stuff. Uh, this just happens to be something where people are really paying attention to all the coworkers.
1: Right, right, right. I mean, they're public figures, and I mean, even 10, 15 years ago, nobody would even heard this gripe, and I'm not sure anybody needs to. I'm a little old school with that. Right, I man. mean. Uh, just go tell Pete Carroll and the organization, hey, can we work on me not getting hit as much? Yeah. Okay, Russ, that's not a bad idea.
0: I want to play time I'm 43 as well. So, And the other part of that is, okay, get the ball out in 2.3 seconds then.
1: Right, <laughs> right, right. I mean, you're going to have a deep <laughs> downfield passing game. You're going to get hit, and that's what you're great at, and that's what DK is really good at. I mean, such is life. This game's uneasy. All
0: right, let's mock this thing up. Mock draft 1.0 from Matt Williamson coming up. Have you visited rockauto.com yet if you haven't you need to because it's the best place to go to keep your car running at an optimal level if you need accessories for your vehicle if you need anything at all involving your vehicle it is such an amazing selection at rockauto.com and their prices are always reliably low why go to other retailers when Uh, They have such a limited stock and you don't know what they're even ordering on the other side of a computer screen. You can go find exactly what you need for your make and model a ridiculous selection at rockauto.com and keep your vehicle on the road or maybe even add some fun aftermarket parts, right? rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com with a unique catalog remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications and prices you prefer amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you very interested to see if you have the Seattle Seahawks taking a quarterback. They obviously don't have a first-round <laughs> pick this year because they traded it for Jamal Adams, but uh, maybe round two they pick the heir to Russell Wilson after they trade him. No, that, that's definitely not going to happen. There's a lot of quarterback <laughs> movement that could happen. Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks is not going to be one of them, so that's a that's a storyline that I hope doesn't last very long. One storyline that is also extremely simple is pick number one in the Jacksonville Jaguars is Trevor Lawrence. And I think we can all move on to number two until April, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's got the shoulder surgery. That's the only noteworthy thing that is not a blip on the radar at all. He's going to go one.
0: So the draft starts at two. What do you have the New York Jets doing with a new regime or new coaching staff, at least same GM in Joe Douglas, who had a home run of a draft, I think, in his first year, at the helm of the New York Jets, what do they do at pick two?
1: I didn't include any trades, so it would be a lot different. And I also didn't account for Watson leaving. You know, because I'm doing a draft right now. I'm not going to pretend that I know that he's going to be a Jet or a Dolphin or whatever. I do think there's a chance at the top of the draft. There's a, could be many trades or a couple big ones, and we may even see four quarterbacks in a row go. But I, I have the Jets just standing put, taking Zach Wilson. Frankly, I don't have an opinion right now of Wilson versus Fields or versus Lance for that matter. Um, my hunch is they, t- they kind of like Wilson better of the two. That's just a hunch.
0: Yeah, I think the fit there with that Kyle Shanahan offense that Mike LaFleur is bringing over, I think Zach Wilson's a really good fit there and displayed some of those traits in college a little bit more than, than Justin Fields who at Ohio State, you know, you're standing there in shotgun 100% of the time and looking at the sideline, getting in your plays. And I think for most teams, Justin Fields, I would mock number two. But anybody who's running that that pure West Coast-style Shanahan offense, and there's more and more of them now in the league, then I think Zach Wilson would be the pick. So I'm with you on that one.
1: Well said. And I think Wilson's a better anticipatory thrower. Mm-hmm. Fields is kind of a see-it-and-let-it-rip guy, and that's not as good for this system.
0: Right. And we we spoke about Russell Wilson, and with the first time I watched Justin Fields, that was my comp. and And I was surprised later on to go – Uh, learn about Justin Fields more. Former baseball player, as was Russell Wilson. He has a similar build. Athletic, can extend plays, can chuck it down the field. So that style of quarterback is what Justin Fields is, and that doesn't fit as well, I think, with what Uh you're trying to do uh, in, in that Kyle Shanahan type of an offense. So Zach Wilson, I think, is a solid fit there for the Jets. Number two, if they do hold on to that pick. Number three, I see wide receiver go a lot to the Miami Dolphins. I feel like that might be just a touch high for Jamar Chase, or Devontae Smith for me. And there is a stud tackle in this class who so you have going to the Dolphins at number three, Penny Sewell. And I like this. I think this should be more common because we see Sewell go a lot to uh, the
1: the Cincinnati the Bengals, Bengals
0: five, at yeah. five. Uh, I think if the Miami Dolphins don't make a big trade, and to me it's either Tua or Deshaun Watson in Miami, and I think it's probably most likely going to be Tua, then Penny Sewell is the pick at three.
1: Yeah, and it shocks me I don't see this more. I don't feel like I'm some innovator. It right. seems like this should be the the norm almost. I mean, uh, there's so many receivers in this draft and history shows with a with a late first and another early second and another second, you're going to get good receivers. Not to mention they may already have signed Allen Robinson by now or something like that as well. Right. I agree it's going to be Tua or Watson. I think teams will certainly be interested to trade to three to get ahead of Atlanta, to get Fields or whomever. I could even see Cincy going from five to three to make sure they get Sewell. But if you're going to give me a Walter Jones, Orlando Pace type guy, and for some reason, people forget how good Sewell is. I mean, every star, every every snap he took in college, he was a teenager. You know, think about that. Right. And just dominated people. I, I, I think, I mean, with all respect to Rashawn Slater... And I saw, you know, DJ had Slater going ahead of Sewell. I think cooler heads are gonna prevail and we're gonna say this is a Chase Young like prospect.
0: And even if he's not a perfect prospect, Penne Sewell, mm-hmm. and he did opt out so you don't have that 2020 tape to add to it. Uh there's just too many flashes and he just has all the length and athleticism is built exactly like you want a stud left tackle to look in the NFL. And in the end, that's gonna get him drafted in the top five.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a man out there. I, I think he's gonna go extremely high.
0: Number four, the Atlanta Falcons, you do have going with a quarterback here, and Justin Fields is now off the board, the third quarterback in four picks.
1: What does that mean for Matt Ryan? Not a lot. I mean, I think Ryan, almost an Alex Smith-Mahomes-like situation. I think it's just a really good landing spot for Fields. I think Atlanta's much better than the fourth worst team in the league. New head coach, so expectations aren't going to be crazy, like we have to win the second, but they still think they can be competitive. Maybe Field sits the entire year and then you play it out from there, and Ryan becomes more tradable after the season. I just think it's a nice luxury to be able to grab this guy, sit him on the bench, and let him learn from a real professional like Ryan. It's a nice opportunity. Side note if you stick it for, they don't need stool, they don't really need receivers. I'm not taking a corner there. You know, like the, if they decide not to go quarterback, I think they're a very heavy trade down
0: candidate. Mm, yeah, that is a prime trade down spot, I think, at pick four. That's a good point. Pick five the Cincinnati Bengals. Every mock draft, I think it's easy, and I think that maybe is what mock drafters do at times. They're like, ah, oh, this is too difficult. Let's just put Penae Sewell in here at five, and that'll make the whole mock very easy. But
1: <laughs> right, Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt Williamson did
0: not take the easy way out. Penae Sewell's off the board, so I think this is the first shocker. Not that Kyle Pitts isn't a great prospect, but a tight end going top five here to the Bengals. What's your
1: thought there? I think he's an amazing prospect. I mean, uh, uh, as good a tight end prospect as I can remember coming out, and. People don't remember Kellen Winslow Jr., but he was drafted the day before I was hired with the Browns, and he was an amazing prospect, and his career didn't go that way. But I'm not sure that Pitts isn't better than anyone since him or any tight end prospect I've ever seen. And really, he's a big receiver slash tight end. So my logic is if Sewell's not there, I bet at this point the Bengals have signed at least some offensive linemen. I mean, remember, free agency has happened by now. And then you use a second-round pick on a guard at the top of the next round and go from there. But Burrow to Pitts, now you're talking, dude.
0: This is a deeper class of offensive tackles, too. So they could get somebody at the top of the second round who's a pretty darn good player and could come in early and start anywhere along the offensive line. So that that is one strength of this class if they don't go – offensive tackle here at five for the Bengals. And I'm with you. Kyle Pitts might, in, at the end of the day, be the top pass catcher in this class above those wide receivers.
1: I even considered sending him to Atlanta. I mean, not to regress, but, I mean, they, they have guys, but you mix him with the, the, the three receivers they have now, including um, Hurst. I mean, like, I think Pitts is a stud prospect and maybe the second or third best player in this draft.
0: You do have a wide receiver coming off the board at six. The first wide receiver in this draft, Jamar Chase out of LSU, going to the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of chalky, uh, to be honest with you. And maybe we can just back to the back these because I have Detroit taking Devontae Smith. I prefer Chase. I just think the bigger body and some of these out of sight, out of mind guys, I think get forgotten. Soul is a perfect candidate for that. That I have the Eagles going with Chase, Detroit going with Devontae Smith. Um, Both, I guess, could consider Trey Lance, Uh, especially I'm assuming Wentz is gone, but I think it'll be Hertz and I think it'll be Goff. So let's make their life easier.
0: The Lions is the interesting one, because do you think that Goff is an answer for them or do you think they would be smart to make sure they have someone and Trey Lance would be a nice quarterback to fit there as as a long term guy? You don't need to play him right away. See what you have in Goff. And if not, you have that other quarterback ready to go potentially next year when it's easier to get out of Goff's contract?
1: I wouldn't object. I just think I always talk about the nest, the landing spot for rookie quarterbacks. I think the Detroit nest is in shambles and you have two first round picks next year. I'd like to build the nest and then insert the quarterback next year. And your point's well taken. I mean, you could draft Lance with the thought of we're going to sit him all year. But when you're two and eight, you're not going to sit them all year. You know, <laughs> right. it just never happens.
0: And Trey Lance, this is what happens with rookie quarterbacks that don't have enough playing experience. Is sitting them even going to help? You kind of you kind of want him to play, right, right? right? Because the thing he's missing is the playing time. So it's sort of counter counterintuitive to say, OK, well, here's the guy who's a little bit raw, maybe not ready to play. So we're going to not play him more. You actually want him to play more. Right. That's the thing he's missing.
1: <laughs> And I think there's a misconception. He's from a small school, so he needs more time to learn than the Ohio State kid. But I get the opposite impression, just from people being around Fields and Lance, that Lance is very far ahead um, of Fields. That's not knock on Fields, just with processing and the mental aspects of the game. And then he played one game last year. I mean, he needs to play football. You're right.
0: And what was put on him? If you watch North Dakota State and then you watch Ohio State, North Dakota State puts a lot more on their quarterbacks. And so you see him under center. You see him in shotgun. You see him play action, turn his back to the defense and have to make reads there. There's just, he's further in his development in that regard because he's asked to do more and they just make things really simple for their quarterbacks at Ohio State.
1: Yeah. And Lance is the man there. I mean, he's the, you know, obviously he's the big fish in the small pond. And then I have him going eight here to Carolina, which I think Panther fans would do cartwheels for in the real world. I don't think Lance gets to eight. Do you?
0: Uh, It's really hard because I think teams will have a tough time drafting a player or trading up for a player in Lance that only played one season at the D2 level. I think that's going to be a tough sell for some GMs. I think they might have to sit back, which might really help teams like the Panthers or the Broncos or the 49ers that might not want to go up, but... That's the quarterback History that could shows slide, they go, right? But yeah, someone's going to end up taking them, and if the Carolina Panthers can't figure something else out, I think they're it's pretty clear that you know B- Bridgewater's a, maybe a stopgap quarterback. Maybe they're they're regretting that contract a little bit right now. I don't think they're going to find any takers necessarily for Bridgewater. But like we mentioned with Goff in Detroit, and maybe a little bit better of a nest as you called it in Carolina for Trey Lance to play behind Teddy Bridgewater for a year.
1: That'd be a great landing spot, and I think they're going to be. I think they know what Teddy is, and I thought Teddy was not very impressive this year. He tr- truly is a bridge. Um, I think Carolina could even go all the way up to three and, and get a quarterback. I think they need to be aggressive with a rookie, not a Darnold type of guy, you know?
0: All right. Pick number nine, the Denver Broncos coming up. Matt Williamson's mock draft 1.0. The football season is over. There was endless amounts of fun and angles and ways to bet at bet online but that continues into the offseason there's nfl futures you can bet on next year's super bowl champion ncaa football champions nfl draft and of course the nhl and nba seasons are in full swing major league baseball coming back this spring it's nearly tourney time march madness just weeks away bet online even covers awards and a TV shows, reality TV, whatever, you can find a line for it at BetOnline. Real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. Go to betonline.ag right now. Use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. One thing I neglected to mention there, we were talking about some of the top picks, and let's say if the the Houston Texans end up trading Deshaun Watson, the Detroit Lions, those two teams, Texans and Lions, you don't have to take a quarterback that you don't think is a top, top guy this year because you Mm -hmm. might have the number one overall pick next year and you can get any guy. For sure. So that's one of the other things. They're going to be bad. Yeah, and so you don't have to force yourself into a quarterback at seven if you're the Lions. If you are the Houston Texans and you're trading away Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's the only reason you had four wins. You would have had zero wins without Deshaun Watson last year. And that's the team you're probably going to be next year. You don't have to trade thinking, okay, well, we have to trade and get pick two or three, or else we're never going to have a quarterback because you might have pick number one next year.
1: And fantastic point. And that's my logic with Detroit is we don't have to rush this in a year where we don't know as much about quarterbacks. Even with even if golf hits. They're not going to win a ton of games, and they have the Rams' first-round pick. If they don't end up in the top two or three, they could get there. So I think that's next year's project for Detroit.
0: Yeah, next year. Next year, pick a quarterback, one or two, and try to build something for that quarterback to succeed in.
1: And Goff might be good. Maybe.
0: Yeah, that's true. Maybe you find out, hey, you know what? We got something in this Jared Goff guy. Yeah, keep this dude. The
1: Denver Broncos at number
0: 9. How do you see this
1: one, Matt? Uh, again, I'm going to go back-to-back corners here. Denver and Dallas. I don't have a great fit for Denver, to be honest with you. And their roster's not so bad. <laughs> you know, like you start thinking about team needs for Denver, quarterback aside, which in this case, I'm going to take Jones at nine. And I also have a hunch that they learned their lesson and go into the draft with Locke and Andy Dalton or something, at least, you know, something else. Not, they're not just going with Locke. And I'm not sure that's the answer either. But if you can't get your guy here, I think you take, you know, what I thought was probably the best defensive player available at a premium position and let Vic Fangio work around that, you know?
0: Absolutely. And with, here's what's tough. So actually, let me ask you this. If Trey Lance didn't get swooped up by the Carolina Panthers at eight, would you have taken Lance over Farley for the Broncos at nine?
1: Yes. I'm not sure you're a good team this year, but yes. I mean... I don't think Drew Locke's very good. Yeah,
0: that's the tough. Uh, that's the tough one here because you're drafting. Okay, you draft a corner, and I think that's a fantastic pick, Caleb Farley. There, I mean, he's a stud athletically. Former mm-hmm. wide receiver has ball skills. He can really close on the football. Has length, athleticism, everything you need. Opted out though, some rawness there. Maybe uh, the guy you have going next, Patrick Sertain, out of Alabama. Maybe not as fast or athletic as Caleb Farley, but you can plug him in and he can start week one for you in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so those two corners are going to be tied, and I think they're the top two guys, and we'll see where they end up landing, and I think top 10 is a great spot for them here at 9 and 10 with the Broncos and the Cowboys. But if you're the Broncos, cool, you added a cornerback, but if Drew Locke's not the guy, you're going to be drafted in the top 10 again next year.
1: Right. It's just, I mean, not everybody's going to land the quarterback they want, mm-hmm. and I think Denver's a likely candidate not to.
0: And for those teams that have a guy already, the 49ers with Garoppolo, The Broncos with Drew Locke, uh, I think the Panthers, maybe even with Teddy Bridgewater, they might feel like, well, we don't have to force it because we do have a guy that we like enough that I think we're going to be okay with for now. So that might prevent them from making some bigger deal that they otherwise might have made.
1: I think that's very true with Jimmy. I'm not sure it's truth lock.
0: <laughs> I think they'll talk themselves into that truth in Denver. That that's the feeling yeah. I get. I don't know. We'll see how But that if you had
1: Andy Dalton in the room, then it's a little more palatable. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right.
0: And maybe that's the route they'll go. Let's just get a veteran guy with Locke and, and then
1: enroll. Real quick on Dallas, I had a hard time passing on Rashawn Slater for them, considering mm-hmm. you know, Tyron Smith's age and they're they're always big on building through the offensive line. I just thought a premium corner. When they're way better on offense than defense, made a little oh, more yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, they need they need defensive help and offensive line yeah. would have made sense and no problem with Slater if he's the pick, but uh, Sertan I think would is where I would have gone for Dallas as well right here. Yeah, the New York Giants at pick eleven, you have them going with the second Alabama wide receiver off the board, the speedster Jalen Waddle, and this is actually surprisingly a very popular pick for this deep in the draft at pick eleven in the mock drafts I'm seeing.
1: Oh, is it? I, I didn't know that. To be honest with you, he's a stud too. You know that if, if he is totally over his injury and kills the workouts, I mean, I, I don't know that he can get much past this. I and mean, especially with the, the influence Tyreek Hill has on the league right now, too. I'm not saying he's Tyreek Hill, but he's in that mold. A downfield passer, get Barkley back. I mean, all of a sudden you have some weapons for Daniel Jones.
0: Daniel Jones is another one. I would probably think about moving on from him if someone, or at least drafting a Trey Lance or trying to check in on some moves. I don't get that feeling that Gettleman is going to feel Me that either. way about his young quarterback. So if you're going to roll with Jones, get him some playmakers, and Jalen Waddell would be the best available here at 11 if this is how things went down in April. That brings us to number 12 and the San Francisco 49ers selecting cornerback J.C. Horn. Joe Horn's a son out of South Carolina. Yeah,
1: really good size, a lot of upside seemed a little high for me. I mean, I, I think I'd be more comfortable with JC Horn at 15, 16, 17, knowing what I know about him, but corners go quick and two just fell. And uh, how do you feel about it? This is one I didn't feel real confident to, to mark up here.
0: Yep. I think the position is, is spot on. If the 49ers don't go with the quarterback in round one corner is definitely the spot for them. JC Horn A little bit grabby, and I have been watching a lot of corners because I do cover the 49ers, and I I think they're going to be a a cornerback-heavy drafter this year, whether it's round one or two, or even into day three, maybe draft a couple of them. J.C. Horn, a little bit grabby. I think he will get flagged a lot in the NFL if he plays that same brand, but has size, has length, and uh, has some athleticism, and he's not a player. He's a player I like. But like you, it feels a little bit high here, and this is essentially the nightmare scenario for the 49ers because you want either one of the four quarterbacks or one of the three quarterbacks because obviously um, Trevor Lawrence is going number one, and and maybe you could see some scenarios where one of the other three quarterbacks falls there. So one of the quarterbacks or one of the top two corners in Farley or Sertan... Uh, those six players is what you want one of for the 49ers at 12. And if not, I think you're in prime trade down territory because J.C. Horn could be had a little bit later. Rashawn Slater, I think, would be fine if you're just drafting, you know, best player available type situation. Mac Jones, a little bit too early for him at quarterback. To me, then you have some edge rushers in Rousseau and Ojolari and Quitty Pay and some of those guys. And there's just enough players that you could say, yeah, they're fine picks there at 12, but you could trade down and still get one of those guys later.
1: It's a little bit of no man's land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that maybe you could give something up and move to nine and grab Farley, or you move down to 17 and still get Horn. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of the middle of nowhere.
0: All right. Let's jam through these last few picks here before we get to the second half of your mock draft tomorrow. 13 is the Los Angeles Chargers going with Rashawn Slater the offensive tackle, or interior player. He could start at all five positions along the line in the NFL, and I think it'd be fantastic at probably any of them. Uh, the Northwestern offensive tackle opted out last year, which is it just adds another degree of difficulty when you're drafting a player like Slater who might not meet the perfect length that you're looking for in an offensive tackle to go in the top 10. Andy opted out, which means he might fall a little bit and some teams like the Chargers could get lucky at 13.
1: And that's to be getting lucky. I, I I would definitely not put a chip that he lasts to thirteen. Um, I kind of I kind of talked up Soul, and I didn't mean to mean I was knocking Slater. He's a ridiculous athlete, extremely light on his feet. But he's six four and he's not real long. But you know you can get away with that, and you don't draft a guard here unless he's Quentin Nelson. But I mean Slater would be somewhere on that Chargers line. They would be able to take him here. I don't think he lasts as long when it's all said and done, though.
0: The first edge rusher lasting all the way to pick 14, which rarely ever happens in the NFL draft. Gregory Rousseau, the first edge off the board here for you from the University of Miami. Another opt-out going to the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Yeah, they need it. Uh, I mean, their defense was much worse than their offense. They need pressure from that edge position. Haven't got it uh, with Daniel Hunter out last year in particular. I did hear something recently, though, that they've they put a premium here but they never use first round picks on edge guys you know like they've ever seen griffin and hunter like they've got they've had a lot of success in the oh, yeah. second third round area but that doesn't mean you shouldn't <laughs>
0: right won't. that doesn't mean you shouldn't and if you need it then uh this is usually the area you find the the beastliest guys and and Rousseau is that and man 15 sacks as a freshman and six yeah. foot seven 260 i mean yeah he has a lot going for him there uh, and it's going to be. I mean, before the see.
1: opt-outs happened, people said he'd be a top five pick, and right. he didn't do anything different since then.
0: Right, he just didn't get a chance to show anything else. And, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, And it'll be interesting. I think there's a, a size and a shape for everybody. the 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 order that these off these uh, defensive linemen go will be fascinating because it it might depend on scheme and, and how you like your players. Do you want a stand up rusher? Do you want a lengthy guy? Do you want someone who can uh, jump inside and rush from the interior a little bit and have a little bit more stout ability setting the edge on the outside? So that'll be fun to follow and workouts will be a huge part of that, you know, arm length and all of those things at these pro day workouts. 15 is the New England Patriots. He'll doing that. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he'll have the arm length for sure. <laughs> right, I think. Right. Uh, pick 15 New England Patriots. You have him going quarterback Mac Jones out of Alabama.
1: Yeah, and my question here is, do they want an athlete at the position? You know, they went out and signed Cam Newton, or do they want to go back to playing Brady-like football? And my logic behind this is it's clearly a need. I think he's worth the 15th pick, and, you know, with four guys going super early. And I think Bill calls Nick and says, is Mac our guy? And Nick says yes, so Bill says yes.
0: There is some arguments that Mac Jones is that ultimate Tom Brady style of quarterback not that he's going to be the next Tom Brady or anything like that but look sure. you know he he's not going to look great without a shirt if he's you know there's no combine <laughs> right, this right. year but there's the famous photo of Tom Brady at the combine you're like that's the greatest all time ever maybe athlete in the history of American sports what uh, and Mac Jones has a little bit of that, but throws a pretty ball and has led his team to a whole bunch of wins. 15 still feels a little bit high, but I'm having a tough time trying to figure out where the Patriots go at quarterback this offseason because they got to go somewhere. Yeah.
1: They do. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel super strong. This is going to happen or anything. You know, I just I think that's about in the draft where Mac Jones is going to go. And I think Belichick will look at him and say, this guy doesn't make mistakes. He does what we tell him to do. I like that. Do your job.
0: Pick 16 to end today's program. We'll get to the second half of round one. Pick 17 through 32 tomorrow. The Arizona Cardinals selecting offensive tackle Christian Darisaw out of Virginia Tech.
1: Seems to be really steam. You know, I I had often talked about him. Oh, the Steelers should get him at 24. I don't think they have any chance. He'll be going in this neighborhood. Uh, The more I watch him, the more impressed I am. The more I read about him, the more steam he seems to be grabbing. Arizona, kind of like your Niners, were a little bit of no man's land. Like, three corners were gone. Any of those would have been nice additions. Um, A receiver, if Waddle would have fallen by chance, I think would have been great. But I was a little hesitant to go Tony or Bateman or one of those type of guys here. Um, I thought about Micah Parsons, who I think is the best player on the board at this point. But they just drafted Isaiah Simmons. There wasn't a D tackle, in my opinion, that was quite worth it. So I just kind of took the best guy on the board and went from there.
0: And I think you're going to see a lot of corners go into Arizona in mock drafts with the latest yeah. news this week that we didn't talk about yet, which was Patrick Peterson is going to be moving on, it looks like, from Arizona. So a corner Makes is sense. absolutely going to be a need. But, yeah, there wasn't a good fit for corner here with J.C. Horn already off the board. A few picks earlier in your mock draft. OK, great stuff, Matt. That's picks one through 16. Tomorrow we'll do 17 through 32 and cover all the latest around the NFL right here. Peacock and Williamson. This episode brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launched this month at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launched month. January 18th, and you can see it exclusively at BlueNile.com.